Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we're back for more of our beloved prodigal son. I'm going to pretend we don't like this show a lot. Of course we do. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of whatsoever. Seriously, <laughs> it's just good fun. Yes, you know. Even a bit erratic we... periodically, oh, but... absolutely, and we'll talk yeah. about that later this week. <laughs> uh, but, you know, generally, it's a really fun you know, show that yeah, we're having we... a great time with. Oh, yeah. No, we are. Yeah. But it's, it, it, is, it is really... What is really funny is that it's always... You get to the third one and you just go, oh, this oh. could have been a Criminal Minds episode. I know! <laughs> you know? How are they like arranging every... it this way? Yeah, you know, you sort of... I and, Well, I mean, and... What I would say is it's quite possible that they might have been aware of this as they <laughs> really? looked at the episodes and when they ordered, I like, I don't know if. Well, no, I don't know if these episodes are being reordered because, and that's, that's the interesting thing. Uh, yeah, we're getting a week one every third episode, but the overall plot for all the characters does move mm -hmm. forward clearly each episode. So it's not every like episode. Can, yeah. They can't play yeah. these out of order the way a lot of shows do. Yeah, well, and no, and I think, but it's very, very, but that part of it is really funny. It is. Um. So let's go with the first one, Wait and Hope. Yes. Uh, we get the wonderful sight of, uh, of Malcolm wearing a white leisure suit. <laughs> oh my God, that is so wonderful. Yeah, no, it's it is a beautiful outfit they get him. But, well, except he needs for his a planned shirt. vacation. Well, obviously, yes, yes. Uh, but he does look terrible, and the show really gets a lot of mileage out of that. Oh yeah, no kidding. It is just, it's the worst possible. Oh yeah, white outfit suit she could have. Oh, picture him one hundred percent. There is like I, I don't understand it. She's so good at at this sort of thing Normally. and i'm going that's the suit you that's, picked yeah, for his vacation like a, seems like a weird choice there yeah i mean straight white with a <laughs> with even a pink shirt would have been better i know it was just not or a, good a look. yellow shirt would have been better anything just because anything. the shirt was i think the shirt was the thing as you can tell that bothered me more it bothered me more than the suit because if she'd gotten a shirt the color of the stripe yeah. in the suit, it would have worked. So that would have been sort of a brownie, a yeah. beigey thing, gray beige thing. Right? I think he could, could have pulled that off. Yeah. Yeah. Then he might have been able to pull it off, but the shirt just made it look god awful, is the truth. Oh, term. absolutely. No, it did. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But yes, uh, very fun opening to the episode. They. Uh, they find a guy dead in his home. There's a landmine under the body. And uh, he's stuck in this very... And, of course, Malcolm, you know, releases it. <laughs> Malcolm finds himself. it and throws himself out a window. Yeah, and I was wondering... We haven't talked about the car, right? Yeah. And when, in the first episode, and then I didn't mention it, was that I'm going, oh, so they're going to go for the supernatural car. Yes. Like, like that he's hooked on this same car. Well, no, so obviously. Going, yeah. You know, that's a super, that's the supernatural car. Oh, it is. Because it's the same. No, but it's the, it's the same show creator. So he just loves yeah. that car. And he thought the supernatural fans will love it if, you know, Gil is driving around in the brother's car. Yeah. I'm well, sure it's not quite. It's a, it's, it's a, not it's a later version, yeah. but, but, still, but it was, know what I, they're getting. yeah. I mean, I, it struck me right away and I'm going. Yeah, and then it gets destroyed right at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I'm sure it'll make a comeback, but yes, oh. it is quite definitively wrecked. Malcolm is going to make sure episode. it gets fixed. Oh yeah, no, that that car. We'll be seeing that car again, but it was hilarious to have it the uh, the car from Supernatural featured so prominently and then immediately get crushed. Yes, it took them about four or five years to just completely destroy. There yes, on the uh, on the actual supernatural on the actual supernatural when but I mean of course it got rebuilt too oh absolutely so, yeah all right so 
Um, the, uh, the, the main thrust of this episode, though, is a bunch of guys are getting killed who had all helped, uh, a rich family cover up a murder. Or at least that's yeah. what we, uh, thought. In fact, it, that's not actually what happened, but they thought that's what was happening. Yeah. And that's all that really matters. Like, it doesn't matter whether you successfully covered up a murder or not. If that's what you thought you were doing, you're still morally corrupt. Yeah. And uh, these guys are being punished, and the killer is theming things around the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> sure, what the hell, right? Yeah, well, no, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. What the hell? Yeah, why not? That's that's a fun, it's fun enough to do. Why not do it that way in the yeah. show? Uh, so, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, well, and it was, yeah, go on. It, I don't no, know. I was, I was gonna saying, s- it's, um, yeah. it's the... I will say that... We we really do move into jigsaw killer horror movie territory <laughs> with that oh. second victim though. Oh, that that second one though was just brilliant. I, I loved that second one. <laughs> this ridiculous setup the killer has in them. When if he moves slightly, swords will swing down and cut into him, and so they have to cut them one at a time and have Malcolm catch the swords. <laughs> And, and then JT catches the last, the last one. And I think what I liked most about that sequence, right, and it's a fun scene, is that it's like, this show, okay, I think it's safe to say this show, it doesn't have anything real, like, big to do with the characters. It's not moving the meta, like, not the meta story, but like the overall narrative. Thematic of what's going narrative, on. yeah. And yes, and there is no thematic resonance, really, to this episode. Um, because you could kind of reach to find one about the mother, about the, the, they do the whole, you know, family will do anything to protect their children, blah, 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 right? Like they, you can find some connection to him and his mother and what she's done for him, but it's a real reach. That's a reach. No, what, the only thing it really does, yeah, because they've been pushing that all along, right? Yeah. But what, what this actually narrative does is just furthers our understanding of Jessica. Yes. That's it, right? That her whole life and that at the end of this, she begins to understand why Malcolm is still doing this. Yeah. So, And uh, what do you call it? Malcolm helps her get a uh, an in into polite society. No, no, no. Danny does that. No, but Malcolm. Uh, oh, and then it no, continues. No, no. Yeah. Yes, and then it can. I'm talking about at the end where she's like finally winning, willing to proudly say that this is her son, who yeah. you know catches murderers for a living. That scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's what I was talking about. And then, okay, yeah, and then because it's such a positive thing, and she saves the Sion of this particular he saves the scion of the family not that he isn't going to go to jail well he probably actually i don't know if he is going to go to jail like all that happened was there was a boating accident and some lawyers you know contrived to say he wasn't there when the boating accident happened like nobody actually died in the boating accident no that's what it turned yeah that's true yeah because in the end yeah they thought they were covering up a death, but it turned out they weren't. No, so they weren't. They, they, they'll get a slap on the wrist and maybe oh, exactly. he'll have to put a whole stack of money into something or other. But but yeah, no, I don't think he's going to jail for anything. No, the dad no, no, is no. probably going to jail. Yeah, the dad might, but the, the son definitely. Well, yeah. And even the dad, I suspect, might not, is going to, yeah. might not. Or he might do some time in one of those white collar prisons. Exactly. He'll, he'll likely skate because they didn't actually, you know, cover up a death. So yeah. really, she probably should have just, you know, asked for some money. Yeah. <laughs> I think she, in, in, you know, retrospect, she probably should have just asked for some money instead of going on this elaborate revenge murder scheme. But, you know, well, she... we don't know how long like she because she has scars. Oh, so she scars. might have ended up being found somewhere. We don't know this story. Oh, my, no, my, I would think that she was probably really in a desperate state for some and time. probably washed up onto a beach somewhere and was in a hospital for a while. And, you know, oh, no, she has a lot to be resentful about. Absolutely. Yeah. 
you know, like there's a whole story that we don't know about how she survived because it's not all that important. No. But you look, she's got all those scars down the one side of her face. Oh, completely. And yeah. whether they're burn scars or whether they were, you know, like she might have hit rocks, she might have had to cramble, like it might have been really bad. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure it was a nightmarish experience for her yeah. and driving her to that. I was just being silly about it. It's like they're a rich family. They care more about their money than their lives. If you want to yeah. hurt them, take their money. Take their money, yes. Oh, man. But it's uh, generally, it's a fun episode. And I think that's what's important. If you're not yes. going to be, if you're not going to be moving the overplot forward, if you're not going to be teaching us more things about Malcolm and his relationship with his dad and his relationship with his family in, in a really, you know, layered, meaningful way, let us have a lot of fun. And the episode yeah. lets us have a lot of fun. Yes, it does. You know, uh, to finding the father and, you know, Malcolm going, no, nah, no, nah, he just doesn't have the joie de vivre to be able to come up with this kind of a thing. Yeah, it's like, I just love that he meets the father, who's the, you know, this bland finance guy. And he's like, do you think that this guy is going to come up with like this elaborate Baroque <laughs> murder plan? Of course not. Yeah. The only thing we do see is... Whitley, Dr. Yeah. Whitley, te uh, reading the story to Malcolm. Yes, good because he remembers uh, Count of Monte Cristo from his childhood and that his dad really enjoyed that story. Yes. Which, you know, uh, kind of going out of our way, their way to tell us that the dad really liked the story of the Count of Monte Cristo kind of suggests we're looking at a jailbreak in the future. We just might be. I mean, so does the him being Hannibal Lecter, but specifically calling out a famous story about a jailbreak. But, yeah. Yeah. Does uh, And then someone going on going. revenge. Exactly. Like it, it gives us a point, a direction that the show might well be going in. And I don't think anybody would be surprised if they went that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's another fun thing about the episode. You're right there. They might be setting stuff up for later, but largely this is just a very fun hour of. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just, it was fun seeing all of and these right. people. And to be fair, you're absolutely right. We do get uh, more for his, from his relationship with Danny. Right? Yeah. Like, them actually, like, becoming genuinely closer and talking about stuff. You know, it's like, that is that is nice, and that is important character work they're doing in this episode, which yep. wasn't largely otherwise about that. But, no. uh, <laughs> let's and move Ainsley on was... to the... Uh, oh, and Ainsley, of course, was uh, covering the uh covering this society wedding because yes and she was blah about it and then she gets the story of the century <laughs> when she's there i know oh, well, I'm she's like, Isn't she and she's the reporter? one yeah yeah and she's the one who 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 arranged for her mother to be there exactly because her mother yeah. couldn't get an invitation because of you know the Dr. whole being Whitley. attached to murder thing yeah yeah all right. Uh, but yeah, fun episode. A bit, like I said, there's a couple of character things, but largely this is just for us to have yeah. a good time. Uh, the next one, though, Eye of the Needle. Whoo, doggy. This is the exciting one this week. Yeah. Uh, because we are directly dealing with the aftermath of Dr. Whitley's crimes. Because the surgeon did all of these horrible things, and he has done so many horrible things in the past. That it's not unreasonable that anyone who have, uh, who has any direct connection to this man would, if something went horribly wrong in their life, imagine that he has some link to it. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun when we finally get to the uh, the motive on this one. But we'll we'll get there gradually. She put out a million dollar reward, right? Uh, Jessica yeah. put out a million dollar reward for anyone who could get information about. The girl from the basement, who of course had the uh, the bracelet that they uh, that we can identify immediately by sight, the cute charm bracelet with the initials on it. So she gets told to come down and uh, talk to somebody at a carousel about it, and it turns out there's a dead body on the carousel. Yeah. Oh my. Oof. Uh, and then Ainsley gets a phone call from the killer. And we do while the whole, she's yeah to go yeah, on air yeah while she's got at the anchor desk of her fake CNN offices right yep. she has got the uh, she's on the anchor desk and guess what uh, the killer calls up and this is where the episode gets very interesting yeah 
Oh my god, those scenes in the newsroom were fantastic. With yeah. him and, her and Malcolm working together. Yep. Really loved those. Yeah, and then she just and she keeps him on the line, you know. Yep. And they, as they try and gradually learn more and more about what he wants and what's going on, and we find out that uh, there are people out there, uh, we, we find out a lot about the people who still understandably hold grudges over the acts of Dr. Whitley, including, yeah. you know, guys who want it. And this is the one part I find a little hard to believe, uh, which is, so we're, we're told that there are these brothers, right? Yeah. And their mother was killed. Yeah, sisters. Anyway, um, I was trying to remember which uh, relative was killed, and they wanted to sue, right? And she offered them a settlement, and they wanted a public humiliating trial, and it didn't go well for them. And I'm like, uh, and because th that's how they justify them, you know, possibly wanting revenge. And one of the two brothers is in fact in on the this new crime. Yeah. Although we figure out quickly he wasn't down for murder, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, but my question about that was, and that's what I found a little weird in this episode is. Like, I'm not sure how they lost, is the thing. <laughs> like, Malcolm Whitley did kill their relative. And I mean, maybe they wouldn't have got as much money as they were demanding. Like, I'm sure they were demanding complete ruination of the family. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I'm sure they wouldn't have gotten as much as they want. I don't understand how they wouldn't get anything. Well, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't understand that. Well, it depends on what they were prosecuting over. Because the problem is, is the money was not his. Yes, that's true. It was all he was living. Family. It was yeah. all entailed in the state. All that money is entailed in her that's, and yeah. the estate and everything else. He had no part of that money, so that's there true. wasn't any money anyway. Yeah, um, you know. So if they had gone too far out and tried to include her Jessica in this and her family, yeah, yeah. Um, then that might have been like it would depend on what the charge was if they just went after Whitley because he would have had his own money because oh, he was sure. a celebrated he was surgeon. Yeah, but, but they may have gone too far. That that's the old story, you know. If you go too far, you have to be careful what you ask for. That's true, you know, because in th this is a case. I mean, not only is he criminally responsible, even though he's insane, criminally insane. Mm -hmm. Um he was definitely responsible and i mean you can look at the oj case and he wasn't he lost at trial it doesn't mean he didn't lose in the civil courts right because they they sued him civilly for being responsible for yeah. his wife's death and, and you're and right they in won. all likelihood yeah they weren't um in their lawsuit i hadn't thought about it that way but you're totally yeah. right in all likelihood they tried to go after the family money by including her and yeah. her side of the family in the crimes, but there was no evidence of that, and that's why they would have lost. They don't yeah. say that in the episode, no. but now that you say it, it actually makes sense. What? Yeah, like I like because you, when you're trying to think, how could how could they possibly lose? Yeah, when Whitley did it, right? Yeah. <laughs> know, and is right? in is in is going to be spend the rest of his life in an insane asylum because yeah. he did it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um. So it it is um it 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 was so they still have the grudge and the and the one guy got over it and the other guy the one brother didn't yeah. <clears throat> and so he's re ready to be in involved and that doesn't go well for him no it doesn't but we'll talk about that in a second in a sec uh, so <laughs> so anyway he says he does the uh the thing from that Scorpio did in Dirty Harry which is give me money and I'll stop killing people. And of yeah. course the cops don't want to do that because, you know, you don't they pay know. people to not commit crimes and they know it's all part of a scheme, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're not on board, but she wants to do it anyway because she's very, I mean, and the thing is the show has done this over and over again, still very guilty about, uh, about, uh, yeah, about Dr. Whitley's crimes. Like she's very, she still feels racked with guilt that she didn't see any of this coming. Yeah, and 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 she's racked with guilt because when you go back over the past like that, yeah. she knows there were signs. She's oh, figured that out now that she should have known mm -hmm. something worse was going on than he was having affairs with strippers, you know? Yeah, or so or whatever, exactly. 
Yeah. So they're we do a, they do a really good job of layering in that no, we've already established that she feels horribly guilty. Of course she would react this way. Yeah. But I will say there is one thing in the episode that's very contrived, which is he asked for a million dollars to be brought to him at the park at X time. Yeah. Right. And she shows up and he's like, well, then just dump the money out. Uh, right. Because he wants to. Uh, humiliate say, her. He wants to publicly humiliate her. That's what he's yeah. really into. But I had the maybe it's slightly strange, but I had a big issue with this scene, which is the money is all just loose in a bag. First mm-hmm. off. Um, the show, like most television shows, has no idea how heavy a million dollars yeah. is. That obviously that, and I yeah, and it's all bound up. She would have gotten it from the she bank. Would have gone for, so it should have been in chunks. It should have been in yeah. stacks. Ten thousand dollar chunks deep. or something. Uh, yeah, no, they they put a hundred yeah. hundred dollar bills in a stack, and there should have been a hundred of those stacks. Yeah. And a hundred of those stacks, I don't know if you people at home have ever uh, picked up a, a sheaf of paper, right? Uh, not a sheaf. Well, no, I guess a sheaf. Yeah, it's the, a sheaf. The 500 yeah, stacks ream. of paper. A ream, thank you, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. A ream of paper, the 500 page uh, stacks that they sell to put in your printer. Now, imagine eight of those stacked up. That is how much... A uh, million dollars yeah. in hundred dollars. Well, what it is is if you buy then a box. Yeah, exactly. If you buy a crate of them, that's getting closer to how much because you got to remember. Yeah, these are only stacked a hundred deep, but money paper is a hell of a lot heavier than printer paper. Yeah, like these stacks, the the weight adds up really fast. And as you said, they would all be bound up in ten thousand dollar bundles. It mm-hmm. wouldn't just be loose paper unless he specifically asked for that. Also, Only the mob has loose paper in bags. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Only the mob Drug has killers. a paper bag full of just loose hundred dollar bills. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you've got what's going on with uh, uh, one of my favorite things, which is like, come on. I know she's not a professional negotiator or anything, but you get him to let the person go before you do anything with the money. Yeah. You know, because otherwise he's just going to kill the person anyway, which is exactly what he does. Yeah, but but she is so in denial. That's true. I That's mean, she's in denial. Plus, you can see, I mean, she's just completely wrecked. She's not listening to anybody. She's just doesn't want to be responsible for somebody's death because she feels responsible for those 23 women. Yeah. And as Malcolm points out later, uh, or maybe more. <laughs> or, oh, let's let's face it. It's definitely more. Yes. He's been doing this for a long time. And it's men and women. He was not a uh, preferential serial killer. No. Yeah. Uh, He killed plenty of women, but he killed plenty of men, too. Uh, He was very weird that way. Well, it's because of, and we'll find that out more clearly, the reasons why he did it, right? Well, and that's the really interesting thing for a show. And, I mean, we talked about this before, but, and we haven't talked, we've only talked about this once, but it's worth mentioning that. For a show entirely built around the theory that serial killers are made, not born, we sure as hell don't know anything about Dr. Whitley's upbringing. Nope. And it's weird when that's, and it's weird that that hasn't come up yet, but I'm sure they're saving that for something. Well, you know what happens too? Here, here's, here's what I, I like, I've thought about that and, and why, and why Jessica wouldn't know anything. I suspect that when they, because here's here's the point he was caught red-handed yeah and so nobody had to go do a deep insight right we didn't into have to do his, all the profiling stuff about him because he was already caught he was caught he did it that there's no no question that he did it right they, no, there was no defense yeah there was basically no defense um and and he just got off as criminally insane yeah so but what could be the case is that any if anybody actually seriously looked because is that he probably could be like um the guy in high tower high which tower high is this a tv show no 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 the movie in the books by um goodness no um one of those guys was in it patricia highsmith yeah patricia highsmith's Talented Mr. Ripley and whatnot. Thank you. The talented Mr. Ripley and whatnot. But yeah. he might have had a very uh, 
creation, creating creation life, right? Creation, serial creating. But he was also extraordinarily smart. Right. Okay. And what he did was just change himself. Okay. Right. Completely create. And I mean, he, if he's smart enough and maybe he did have money, some money, all you have to do is create an entirely logical background for yourself that for yourself that won't need you change your name yeah you change your name you create a new identity for yourself you say Complete, and when you meet yeah. people you're like you say that your family's dead and then you know you're, you're an orphan and now you've made good in the world and people are happy to hear that story so yeah, yeah okay. because yeah he's the only ch- he, he was an only child for yeah, example which may be true and therefore, there's nobody, there's nothing or nobody that's going to come up yeah, to basically uh, and recognize him or care about him. And I would think that potentially in his, in the family structure that he was in, he might, he might've been homeschooled. Yeah, we don't you know. know like that. I could create a whole backstory for Malcolm that would make it so that, I mean, for Dr. Dr. Whitley, Whitley, so that he created a, this new persona and then went to university, became became this surgeon and the rest of it and then was moving around in these societies met jessica decided yeah. that he was going to woo jessica because she would be a logical person he and would also profile su- yeah and absolutely she's perfect to you know keep him in society uh valid in society where no one would suspect him yeah you know like i could i could create a whole thing yeah, you're right and nobody would have looked for it because he was caught red-handed nobody suspected him yeah so why go into his backstory yeah why bother that's entirely possible like i don't know if that's where they're going but your your story makes a lot of sense yeah and that means somebody does have to go into his backstory well i just think narratively the show if it's going to keep being about what it's about i think they have to go into his backstory at some point like we need to find out where he's from and what made him because, and that is the the thing about this kind of abuse and this kind of monster, like the story that these monsters are built, it is a cycle, you know? Monsters beget monsters beget monsters. Yeah. And that is what, and that is what Malcolm is busy fighting against. And, yeah. you know, hoping he doesn't end up like his father. Because they've already got a lot of hints that he could. So the question is, well what how did his father end up like his father and i really yeah. like i suspect we are going to be hearing about that hopefully sooner rather than later but you can never tell with a show like this well if it looks like if it looked like they were going to get a second season yeah they might they would leave definitely that f- yeah they would leave that for the second season the totally second right. season because if you're right about a jailbreak yeah then we'd have to get into his background and because explore. then yeah because if there is that then then they're going to have to start looking into his background before he married jessica yeah and find out well where would he go where yeah where could he hide who are his people where yeah yeah okay no that's that's a totally logical way for them to take it yeah well we're 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 thinking about that now it gets more and more as the isn't that funny as the story is building and you see these people jessica was obviously a person who was going to be willing to overlook things oh clearly Right, and she, I mean, she gave we've she gave us that, that whole speech. Yes, we've already established yeah. all of that, and now she feels guilty that she did that. She's probably mm-hmm. never she's avoided feeling guilty, and now she can't. And now with this this killer, right? Yeah, it is um, just what's well, much more horrific because this killer is specifically involving her. You know, this is like making her responsible for what happens. And that's why, you know, you understand. And that's why this is such, I think, such a good episode and such a resonant episode is the killer is exploiting what we know about her. Right. Yeah. We know she has this feeling, this, you know, startling feelings of guilt over letting her husband get away with these crimes and being so oblivious to it because she thought it was regular, you know, upper class infidelity nonsense. Yeah, and she could live with that and she could live with that because that's part of her culture it's part of her society right yeah but she so she's racked with guilt and as he says like he recognizes in her that yes she very much would like (laughs) dr whitley to be dead 
yeah. she would ve- she very much would like that. And so the show does a really good job that of giving the the killer a really strong point. He yeah. has profiled her correctly. He like she does want her ex-husband dead. And the only question is like is she willing to take that step and kill him? And that's where we get into the episode. <laughs> yeah. And the question is whether she would have in the end. I'm not yes. sure that she would have. No, that is a good point. Like you know, when it came right down to it, could she actually drive the knife into her ex-husband? And you're right, I don't know. Like I can't say yeah. one way or the other what I would think there. Like I don't know that she would have. Yeah. But it's it's a great scene. Yep. Especially when we find out that I mean, I mean, we all know that he wasn't planning on killing his father. Like we all we knew it was a scam while we were watching it. Oh yeah. But it's a really good scam. Yep. It's a really good scene. It's like there's a way to pierce somebody's heart without uh and his argument Killing is that them. as long as you don't damage the uh the arteries leading into the heart, you can stab the heart without it creating this giant everywhere bleed that impedes uh blood movement throughout the body. And yeah. if you can patch up the heart, you can save the person. Uh, and so he does it. He stabs him. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, and, and again, course, you want to talk. That's something he, he's been thinking about doing for quite yeah, well, a while. Well, it's funny, you know, I mean, it's funny, yeah, that that people, you know, uh, w- because it says, you know, Malcolm, like here, I've got this one one thing, right? It says Malcolm performs the murder instead. Well, no, Malcolm didn't murder no. and had no intention of murdering. Oh, yeah. specifically aiming not to fatally pierce his heart. Yeah. yeah. But you don't describe that in the synopsis as committing the murder. That's performs just, the murder. No. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. Uh, he performs the act that was required of him, but it's not a yeah. murder. No. But yeah, it's a, it's a really great scene because it ties, again, this show is at its best when it's bringing it all back to these characters' journey. Yes. And we found out, you know, we found out just last week, well, a couple of weeks ago on the show for us, last week that uh his father was going to kill him yes right? and it only stopped when he stabbed somebody yes. so obviously like him stabbing his own father as a revenge for that is a cathartic experience for malcolm right mm-hmm. it is absolutely something he needed to do in order to feel, I mean, not okay about what his father did, but to start to come to terms with what his father did, if he's going to, you know, be spending that much more time with him starting next week, as, I mean, spoiler alert, he's going to be spending that much more time with him. Uh, but they arrest the guy, and we get, um, some, I mean, it's not really a reveal, but you really do, I think, believe uh, what Dr. Whitley said, which is that he never, you know, killed, mm-hmm. like, all of his victims were outside of his patient pool. He never specifically, he might be a monster, but he was also a good doctor and he never specifically screwed up a surgery to kill someone. Well, as you said, he never broke his Hippocratic oath. oath. Yes. That was well, a different part of his life. That was the part of his life that included Jessica. Well, no, the joke there. Um, <laughs> you know? the, the, no, but the joke in, I never, uh, I never broke the Hippocratic oath except for that one part. And yeah. of course, the joke there is that the first line of the Hippocratic Oath is first, do no harm. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you yeah. didn't know, that was the joke in that line. The first sentence of the Hippocratic Oath is first, do no harm. And he did a lot of harm. But the rest of the Hippocratic Oath, he respected. Yeah. <laughs> completely. It's very funny. Like, it is. It's a funny show. Yeah. I mean, it. it is a witty show. It is. I it think is it's the term. Word. It's, it's a well-written like show. It's not like he's, well, I mean, he not. it's not like he spells out what part of the Hippocratic, like, you have to know the Hippocratic Oath to get the joke he said there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. And, uh, but you're right, it's a witty show, and it's not worried about slowing down and explaining everything to the audience all the time. Which, yeah. again, I respect as an audience member who, you know, I, d- I don't need you to waste my time with explanations chances exposition. are exposition uh, yes and exposition chances are we get it you can keep and going as long as it works right without yeah. you getting it it's okay oh yeah if a scene works without the exposition the exposition shouldn't be there 
I mean, that's yeah. not to say there's never situations where you need uh, you need a character to just come in and say what's happening. Yeah, that does happen in writing. Sometimes things just aren't clear and you need a character to just come in and say, okay, here's what happened. That's true. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's okay. I mean, th- but that's different. Yeah, no, that's usually. different. Here, we don't need you laying out all of the minutiae about the characters' relationships and the subtext, what's going on with them. We get it 100%. The show is completely yeah. clear in what it's doing. It's, again, one of the things I really like about the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yes, they, they catch the guy who happily surrenders uh, once he thinks uh, Dr. Whitley's dead and, you know, has reason to believe it. Uh, they quite reasonably assume that... Uh, and I, I like this... He says he will know, like, the reason they know he's in the hospital with them, and I liked this, uh, was that he says he'll be able to see and he'll know immediately. And they're like, but the cameras inside this building aren't connected to anything. Like, it's an old system and it's not on the internet. He can't have hacked into it. So he would have to be watching, if that's true, he has to be watching from inside the building. Yeah. And to his credit, he, like, does give it up. Like, yep. right away. Like, once he's caught, he's like, yep, you got me. Here's where the nurse is. Because, oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that it was an or- it was a uh, a nurse and a doctor or, or an orderly who had helped with his wife's uh, failed surgery that he decided to punish in addition to Dr. Whitley. Because he has gone off the deep end. I, it wasn't it the other doctor. Oh, no, you're right. It wasn't an orderly. It, would, it, it wouldn't be an orderly. It would be the other, it would doc- be the other doctor. The anesthetist or whoever. Whoever or the was assisting. assisting. Yeah. yeah. The assisting physician. Because he has gone off the deep end. I'm like, dude, even if Dr. Whitley murdered your wife, he did probably didn't. I can't say for sure. He probably didn't. But even if he did, there's no way the other, the nurse and the other doctor would have known about it. No. Or be worth punishing. But he has gone off the deep end at this point in the narrative, so. He's and just, the funny thing is, is he probably, and uh, because he's gone off, he went off the deep end because, of course, he just assumed and accepted the death yeah. until Malcolm Whitley. I mean, until Dr. Whitley became. Yeah, became famous and known as the surgeon. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then the PTSD, and that was bad enough. But then 10 years later, yeah. or 12, 50, 20 years later, He's all of a sudden all over the news and the guy just exactly. flips. Exactly. And suddenly, oh yeah, uh, especially when he's out there talking about how much good he did as a surgeon. Yeah. Like he's on the news and the show, you're right. It's weird that they don't tie it directly into Ainsley's interview with him, but logically his, his doing this must tie directly into Ainsley's doing the interview, which winds up functioning as an attempt for him to redeem himself in the public eye. Yeah. Like it ends up being his little start of his little redemption and, you know, Oh, well, you know, I did more good than evil kind of tour. And so, yeah, that's directly connect. And you're right. I mean, the show, if there's one problem with the episode, it should have more directly tied Ainsley's interview with him to the guy's decision to start the rampage. Yeah, you needed to have a section where Ainsley has to deal with that. She sort yeah. of has to deal with that. No, because but... she does talk to him uh, on the show and everything, but it's like, he never says it's her fault. Yeah. And he should think it's her fault for trying to, you know, rehabilitate her father in the world's eyes. That's not what she tried to do. But, you know, Dr. Whitley was smarter than she was and managed to take the opportunity you know take this conversation with his daughter and turn it into an opportunity to make himself a celebrity yeah he's a monster and that's that's why he's such a fascinating character because they're writing his monstrousness so well yes and you can see why he's such a pleasant person oh absolutely and i mean it i think that's what make this that uh that that's the one thing you're right that i would have i mean I agree with you if this is what you're saying, that the one thing we would change about this episode is, could you have tied it more directly to him seeing Mal... Uh, I keep saying Mal... Uh, see Dr. Dr. Whitley. Whitley all over the news, yeah. right? And yeah, that, and, and... That immediately drove him. Or like, that was the... It was, oh, oh, hey! To Criminal Minds it, the stressor that made him... <laughs> Finally enact his uh, long worried about revenge. 
Yeah, I think that would have that would have played. Th- better, there might have been, been some some place, even if you just had a picture of this guy, the back of his head. We would have called it too criminal mindsy. The back of his head watching these interviews. Exactly, like watching. Now, it you over could have and over done again, that at the beginning. Yeah, you know, um, because uh, yeah, they do. It, like it is there. I think Malcolm says it, or somebody says it. Yeah. But um, Malcolm probably says something like, "Well, yeah, but probably because it was all over the news now, yeah. or something." Like, like it is mentioned, but, but it's not. <laughs> like she doesn't have to directly face up to it, and that's what the yes. show. That's what the episode really needed. It needed yeah. her, Angel, to, to actually have to, you know, be called on this and respond to it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's fair to say the show <laughs> could have used that. Yeah, well, you know, you've only got 42 minutes. No, that's true. That's true. There is a limited amount of time. All right. But yes, at the end of the episode, Dr. Whitley's in the hospital. Everybody thinks uh, everybody thinks Jessica stabbed him. And that's where we wrap things up Yeah, for that week. And then we move on to the third episode we're going to talk about this week, the Death's Door. And as Dr. Redden previously said, the one that just could have been a criminal mind script. Yeah, the story. Yeah, the, the story. story. Yeah, yeah. No, the side stuff with uh, Dr. Whitley's coma and uh, Jessica being worried about, you know, being charged with attempted murder, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff uh, is interesting because we find out that uh, as a final F.U. to this whole family, once he uh, once he discovers that Dr. Whitley isn't actually dead last week's killer turns around and said says i didn't tell her to stab him i don't know what you people are talking about yeah oh you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna screw me over and actually not not actually kill the guy and trick me yeah well now you're going to jail kind of yeah kind of a dick move but on the other hand you do know where he's coming from yeah <laughs> yeah you do kind of understand yeah, i kind of get it like i, I think i kind of get where he's coming from uh, but yeah, so she has to get a lawyer and her uh, daughter sets up a meeting with the scumbag lawyer. Because you know how we've been wondering, how did Dr. Whitley get the best deal anyone's ever gotten? <laughs> yeah. He had a the scumbag of all scumbags. Yeah, he had the word, like the most scumbag lawyer in the world is how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And as he says, you want the worst. Yeah, exactly. You want the worst possible lawyer when you're in this kind of trouble. So, you know, I'm your man. Uh, Of course, that's not who she ends up going with. Thus encouraging us to believe in our uh, theory that Eve has, you know, very cynically brought herself in with his family because she thinks uh, Dr. Whitley has something to do with her close, you know, close associate close associates death right in the same way that we think that it is doubtful that it is a coincidence that uh, eve shows up back in the same episode that we finally get our first look at who the woman in the box was yes Ooh, and that's going to be interesting oh that's going to be good you know, and I mean, those those dream sequences, I mean, and even then, right, eh, Dr. Whitley, but I'm in control of my nightmare. I know. How great was that? I'm in control of my nightmare. What are, yeah, what's this going is, on? It's my nightmare. Yeah. And I am always in control. Jesus, you're very creepy. Uh, but we'll get there in a second. What we see in the episode is a... A recreation of what might have happened. And again, we can't one be 100% sure that this is exactly what happened because it is a dream. What we're shown, whether like it literally happened this way or not, is a very convincing version of what his pattern must have been as a serial killer to take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. We totally believe that this is how he would have behaved with the people he was trying to abduct and kill. And... The fact that he is, and this is what makes it very interesting to me, why is he so certain? Because again, we're we're dealing with Dr. Whitley's subconscious here. Why is he so certain that this mysterious death, this woman that we don't know about, that we can't identify, why is he so sure that the blowback is going to be on his son? 
because that's what he that's what he is sure is going to happen in the nightmare that his son is going to pay the price for what he did to this woman yeah well and that is the payoff i'm looking for the explanation of that and again that's why we keep that's why i at least keep pointing at uh her as being as eve is being lightly connected likely connected to this well it makes sense why bring in someone like like the character right yeah unless it's going to pay off in that way yeah and she shows up at the end yeah exactly like she shows up as the the would-be lawyer right she's going to get jessica off exactly (laughs) and so okay well there's going to be a payoff and i'm just i'm sure there's going to be a payoff for this somewhere i just Mm -hmm. don't know when or where yeah all right. So yes. Uh but let's let's dig into the uh like I said, the the Dr. Whitley part of this episode, stellar. Just Yes. Yeah. Absolutely Ooh. stellar. Great. His 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 nightmares were yeah. like that whole that whole nightmare sequence. It's amazing. Is just and the fact that this girl turns on him. Yep. You know, turns and the tries tables and... turns the tables on him. Mm-hmm. And that had never happened to him. In real but of life. course, that turning the tables on him is what Malcolm did. Right. Yeah. Right. That's absolutely true. And um, so it would not surprise us if that is why he's that on some level, because Malcolm had turned the tables on him now. And in a dream, he is like, that's why he's when he's imagining her turning the tables on him. He also works Malcolm into it by having Malcolm be her intended victim. And you're right that psychologically, this could all be just coming back to the fact that Malcolm actually turned the tables on him. Although, what? Now, here, here's something. Okay. As we were talking about this, all of a sudden I'm going, and I didn't think about this before, but what if Malcolm, like he's in the middle of, killing this woman yeah whatever he was going to do with this woman and that's when malcolm shows up to say that the other guy tried to kill him and so malcolm sees something and he doesn't end up killing her well no no but the other guy tried to didn't try to kill him until after they had the the girl locked up and he saw her in the and he saw her in the basement or maybe hmm I mean, uh, you're right that we don't have a strict timeline, but I'm pretty sure they're saying, I mean, everything they've applied to us so far is that he tried to kill Malcolm after whatever happened with the girl in the basement. Now, you're right that we don't have a strong timeline on that yet, but that is that is the clear implication we've gotten over and over and over again. Because we always see a scene of Dr. Whitley talking to Malcolm about in trying to get Malcolm to cut into human flesh. Exactly. And we've I had mean, those pictures all the time. All the time. And, yes. And, and the so, implication is that he got Malcolm involved in killing this uh this woman. This woman, but maybe Malcolm wouldn't do it. And that factors and, into why he wanted to kill him that weekend. Yeah. Okay. That's that's definitely possible. Okay. Or it might be after he'd stabbed the other guy. That he tried to get him to kill okay. the doctor to yeah, doctor be involved Lee. in killing this woman. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. And like, you know, I doubt she just, escaped, but you're right that it could factor back to that. Yeah. I, I like, like that's, huh. you know, I mean, I, I didn't think of that possibility when I was watching it. And then if she is related to Eve somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, she certainly isn't a twin sister. Well, no, obviously, because she's, you know, yeah. 15 years older, old. 15 yeah. years older and, you yeah. know, dark hair. So she's oh, not it could a, be a JJ situation. That's true, where she is a much older sister. Yeah, that's entirely possible. So yeah, so there's there's a lot of good options here. Yep. And this is going in some very interesting directions. And I'm so glad I got a second season because I couldn't see. This is, we're already at season 14. At episode 14, 15 15 now. Right. So So they're not going to wrap it up this year. 
They're not going to wrap this all this up Korean this year. This isn't Korean fiction. It doesn't all get wrapped up neatly in 12 episodes. No, and, and yes. <laughs> no, 16. No, 16 they don't episodes. do 12. They do, they 16, do 16 episodes. Okay. But the point is, they will wrap up stuff neatly at the end of a season in a way that American television, not so much. No, 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 no. And, uh, oh my god but yeah uh so let's get into the actual plot of this episode which is oh yeah uh, why uh, it's not great i mean why <laughs> the nicest why? literally the nicest thing i can say about the plot of this week's episode is it ain't great um <laughs> oh my god it was a dumb episode it was such a dumb episode it's like okay so uh, they find a room where a guy is dead sitting on a couch and it as they said it it looks like he's alive to the point that everyone who walks into the room assumes it's just a guy sitting on a on a couch. Like, that's yeah. how good this corpse looks. And they're like, okay, well, he must have actually have been embalmed, right? Yeah, and, that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And uh, they point out right away, there's really not that many people out there who know how to embalm somebody, especially not this well. So, like, they have a very, very narrow list of suspects that they can draw from. Which, yeah. again, great observation. I'm loving what you guys are doing. Uh, so they find out that this guy used to run a funeral home, but they had a fire and there were insurance problems. And, like, the partnership that was running that home broke up a yeah. year ago, right? And now he's been killed. So you you got a business breaking up. You got some kind of a, a tragedy-ish thing there. And you've got him being killed by someone who knows how to embalm people. It's a very short list of suspects. And do makeup. Oh, yeah, exactly. And do the perfect makeup. And do perfect makeup, because that's the key. Yeah, to the uh, preparing a body to look like it isn't dead. Yeah, yeah. It's not only not only is it the embalming, but it is the, the makeup has to be perfect, too. So now, so they go to visit his former partners, uh, who are surprisingly unhelpful. And this is where my real issue with the episode comes in, because both of these people have to know immediately who did who the it? killers. There is no way they wouldn't know immediately. Oh, the emotionally disturbed embalmer who worked for us under the table. Yeah, obviously she's the killer. Like there's literally no one else the killer could be. It 100% has to be her. And it's not only, and you can say, well, they don't mention it because they're still worried about having legal ramifications. Oh, yeah. Of having this woman uh, employed by them when she couldn't get a license because of her emotional instability. I'm like, that's great and all. But even if you didn't want to, you know, implicate yourself legally, blah, 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 blah. Once you know who the killer is, take steps to not get murdered. <laughs> like, no way. Once they know who the killer is, which they would have to know right away, they would know they were targets as well immediately. Yeah, like, I'm and not... neither of them do anything to protect themselves. I know, it's so bizarre. Like, that, I, I mean, and I can, sometimes I can argue with you. a rationalization, yeah. A rationalization. Oh, no, who's listened to our show has known that your position is frequently, I go a little too far criticizing writing. A little yeah. is me being nice. And you are there to say, well, no, reasonably they could have thought X, Y, or Z. Yeah, and but here I'm going, not, when no. you find out who it is, right? Yeah. Because in terms of watching the story, yeah, like you're watching the story and okay, it's all right that they don't know. Yeah. And well, okay, they're not very helpful, but they're busy and they're at the convention and this sort of stuff, right? Exactly. And they don't really want to deal with it and stuff. But yeah. once you find out who it is, yep. you're going, say what? Yes. How did this <laughs> and, not come up in their interviews? How could you not have rewritten this differently? No, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, it's the person you worked with for I don't know how long. Yeah, for years. Who who does perfect work? Yes. Who does so the minute they say perfect work, you yeah. know, you know who it is. It's the only person who can do it. Yeah. And it's only... in but. As I said, criminal minds. Yeah, it's three. We had to have level. two murders, and you know, yeah. 
Well, no, no, here, once again, they do manage to save the second guy. That's what separates this from Criminal Minds. Oh, Sometimes oh, yes, we don't... they manage yeah. to save the second guy. The Count of, Mo- the Count of Monte Cristo traps, the... The guy here who is uh, poisoned with embalming fluid, like yes, both they managed... guys do. Oh, that get was saved. that that was a good scene though. In it was that. a very good scene with with the poor 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 yeah. poor, oh, poor they're, morgue. They're poor. No, they're poor me. Yeah, oh. they're poor medical. Yes, they're, they're medi- poor. They're poor ME. medical examiner who like I got into being a coroner because I couldn't deal with <laughs> having to save people, like with being a doctor and having these stakes. Like, she is yeah. not ready to save people. That's not her yeah. job. And so, yeah, that was a great scene. And it's our, yeah, it was our first, um, and she, of course, is also there for the big showdown with the killer at the end. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's the most we've gotten out of our beloved uh, Emmy yet on the show, and she really pulls it off. Yeah, she pulls, oh, she's just been wonderful right from yeah. the beginning. Right from the start, she's been delightful, and this is the most she's been asked to do in the show, and she pulls it off 100%, no trouble at all. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was very and happy with that. Scene. That was that was the really really good part of this episode. Oh, if yeah. you could say that you have to further everybody's character along. Yeah. This, this was this... her showcase episode and yeah. she like she rose to the occasion <laughs> completely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I have no hesitation saying that. She was she acquitted herself very well. I was totally happy with her performance and it's like how much, and you can tell that she's got a lot of personal stuff going on that they'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely hinted that it's like, yeah, she didn't get into this line of work because she's super emotionally stable. Yeah. Well, that's clear. She and Malcolm have a, are, you know. Yeah. They got a real connection. Rapport. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely do. And in fact, they do a good joke, which is, uh, the, he calls her to find out about you know to to get some detail about the body because they're currently in you know looking for the killer now that they've identified who it is and of course the killer at that moment is in the morgue with her because she yeah. wants to get back at the body and you get the legitimately very funny scene which is uh, her saying her getting off the phone with him and it's like something's weird and it's like she didn't want to talk to you yeah something weird is going on <laughs> yeah She's trying to get off the phone with Malcolm. Something definitely suspicious is going on. on. Such a good line. Uh, But again, yeah, there there's obviously going to be more to come with her character. I have no idea what it is yet, but I'm confident it's going to be interesting because this show is doing right by all of its characters. Yeah. You know, it's like we haven't had um, the only uh, we didn't actually talk about that much, but even Danny's episode with her uh, with learning about her time being an undercover narcotics officer, mm-hmm. that led definitely to some interesting revelations about her character, deepened it, and gives them plenty of places to go going forward. So yeah, like every time we've seen they've done a character episode, it's been solid, and mm-hmm. we've learned more about the characters, and they've just whetted our appetites to learn even more about them going forward. So yeah. yeah really happy with this uh with that part of this episode even as the rest of this episode was like the most generic (laughs) criminal minds nonsense imaginable yeah you know oh by the way three episodes there are three episodes coming on january on tuesday and then the next two following tuesdays okay so the new season starting yeah, the new season starting. Okay, good. Uh, and it's only 12 or 13 episodes this year, I assume? I have no idea. They've oh, only damn. got three episodes up. Okay, well, fingers crossed. Uh, they, they. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to do a full season this year because of, you know, the plague. COVID, the plague. Yeah. Well, I just found out my favorite show, uh, Barry, right? I, f- I just found out that they had been shut down because of the plague in March literally a week before they were supposed to start filming the third season. So like the third season was all ready to go. They were getting sitting down to shoot it. And then that's when the plague hit and they had to shut everything down. So we can look forward to it because HBO said, well, we want two more seasons of Barry. So do you want to just go write the fourth season while you're waiting to shoot the third season? Yeah. That's so good. they've got two full seasons written and ri- waiting to, so they can start shooting. And oh, I know it's very lucky for them. And whereas this show, I assume I can only hope that the second season is ever even better because they've had an extra eight months to hone their scripts and be ready. Yeah. 
Like, cause they were, I'm sure getting ready to shoot season two when season one ended, like they, they were renewed relatively early and I'm sure they had big plans, but they've had this much longer to work on the script. So if anything, we should get like an even better second season than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Like this episode has some good stuff. It really does has some good stuff at building up the characters, but oh my god, does the plot make no sense? Because <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, they committed some minor fraud, but not enough that they'd be willing to risk their own lives by not revealing when they know who the killer is. Yeah. You just don't believe that at all. No, once yeah, as I said, you know, I mean, it's going along fine, except but the minute you find out what the killer is and what the motive is, you're like, no, why would you not have told? Like, yeah, yeah. The only reason to not tell is if you have some involvement and could be charged. And that's not the case here. Like, they're not. They've the one small thing they did was hire someone who was, you know, not emotionally ready to do the job and a fire started. That's great and all, but that's not worth dying over. Fundamentally, that ain't worth dying over. And that was why this episode just it doesn't work. It yeah, just doesn't. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I am still. I'm. That's not to say we're not happy with this. These. Uh. The show overall. We're loving it. It. But it can do. It's not perfect. It can do bad episodes as well. Yeah. And what? And what? I'm just reading the deadline thing that it says. It turns out the Prodigal Son is this is Fox's number two scripted new scripted series after 9/11 Lone Star. Wow. That's That's great. how it got its. That's how it got its. I'm not going to read any more because no, I'm sure it'll tell us, except that, that there's a new person who's been added to the cast and I'm going, why? Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. Stop. I didn't even want to know that. Okay. Okay. That's, no, no. I don't want to hear Because we're not details. watching it until after. No, this we're not is... going to watch until the season's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, but it is yeah. probably only, um, I would think it's only 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think season. that's going to be the way it is. All right. Uh, so that's going to be this week's episode. Your homework for next week, if you're watching along with us, is episodes 16 through 18 of season one. Would you mind telling us the titles? The Job. Okay. Stranger Beside You. And okay. Scheherazade. Oh. Well, The Job, of course, is... Um, uh, New York cops have a vastly inflated sense of self-importance. So they refer to being a New York cop as the job, as if it is, you know, somehow unique and no one else is on their level. I mean, that's so that's obviously going to involve cops as a general rule. I have to assume. Uh, uh, Shaharazad, I mean, that we all know who that is. That's the lady from A Thousand and One Nights. So that should be interesting. Uh, Shaharazad you know, used interchangeably with Storyteller a lot. She is the most famous storyteller in fiction, so maybe that'll have something to do with that. And I cannot, the title doesn't give me anything for the third episode. Stranger Beside You, well. Stranger Beside You. I mean... I, we'll I, find out with by, by tomorrow morning. Well, we'll no, I mean, know. I guess I'm wrong. There is an <laughs> obvious... Well, no, there is an yeah. obvious connection because that the um the the famous book uh by Anne, I think Anne Rule is The Stranger Beside Me, and that was about the fact that she knew Ted Bundy. Yeah. Like, she worked with Ted Bundy and ha- didn't have the slightest idea. So, you know what, now that I say it out loud, obviously that's what it's going to be a reference to. Because that's what her mother was, that's what his mother was. Like, this kind of person standing next to... So if that proves to be a Jessica-themed episode, I won't... Uh, focused episode, won't be surprised, because she was an even worse version of what Anne Rule went through, because she was actually married to a serial killer rather than just not... Than just Best a friends. co-worker. Yeah, a co-worker yeah. and buddy of a serial killer. Yeah. Which is what Anne Rule was. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I think the titles have given us some good predictions for next time. And I'm excited to see if I wind up being right. Uh, But for now, if you have any questions or comments, any suggestions for profiling related fiction you'd like to see us check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you were listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review it because that is how other people find the show. We'll see you back here on Thursday for more of season four of Criminal Minds, maybe even getting close to the end of season four of criminal actually 
Yeah, we might be at the last season episode of season four, uh, 14 of Criminal Minds. So that would be weird because mm-hmm. we'll still be doing Prodigal Son while there's a bonus Thursday episode about uh, <laughs> the, the Alienist season two. Oh, that's going to be super weird. Uh, I just realized how strange, like, because we had built up this format for doing these that assumes, you know, a normal season of television from Criminal Minds and a shorter season of television from the other thing we're talking about. But now we've got a shortened Criminal Minds and a full season of television from the other (laughs) thing. (laughs) Kind of a twist, actually. Okay, well, well, what we'll do, this is season 13, 14. Yeah, season 13, 14. Between, okay? So then we'll, yes, then we'll do the Alienist Part 2. Yeah, and then, of course, back for season 15. Then we're doing after season fifteen. We'll do, yeah. Oh no! After season fifteen, we're doing um, our epic five six part uh, series of episodes. What is Criminal Minds? Oh yes, that's true. But on the side, we're going to be doing then the second season of Prodigal yeah. Oh, Son. Oh yeah, of course. On Tuesdays, we'll be doing so, the second yeah. season of Prodigal Son, and right after what is Criminal Minds, we're doing surprise bonus episodes about Korean Criminal Minds. Yes. So that should be fun, too. There's a lot of comment to come, even as Criminal Minds is wrapping up. As I got hooked on South Korean Korean television, I'm really looking forward to watching it, even if it's only on YouTube and is not filmed. Like, uh, somebody must have taken it. You know, well, they've probably v- v- VCR'd it off their TV yes, exactly. or something. They, That's they, what it they, looks like. Yeah, no, they grabbed their DVR copy or whatever. So, yeah. it's, okay. It's not going to be great. But the best part is, I know a lot about Criminal Minds. You know a lot about Criminal Minds, but you also know a ton now uh, about <laughs> Korean dramas. So you can help contextualize well, the it's, changes it is, they've made. And you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting because I'll talk about this on our sunday show but i just started watching um designated survivor right which is a a south korean american show a remake of an american show yeah just like um yeah and uh and it's quite an improvement it it is well (laughs) i mean given that they have to make well yes there's there some things are very much an improvement already and i'm only into the second episode um but we'll so talk I'll about, talk like about said, it on we'll Sunday. We'll talk about that on Sunday. So people have already heard you talk about Designated yeah. Survivor. All right. We'll see you back here at, on um, Thursday and then next Tuesday for more of this. But until then, I just want to say thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.